Welcome to It Just Makes Sense, a podcast by two easily distracted, higher educated former lovers that explores all of the unpopular opinions, conspiracy theories, and cult leaders that make you want to scream, It It Just just Makes Sense. sense. I'm Jeff Seifert. And I'm Sam Smith. Fuck you for putting your name first. It's been so long (laughs) since we've been graced (laughs) with my voice first. I hate it. (laughs) But this week. We're back to covering an episode of Unusual Suspects on Hulu. Really? This week, the episode is called Little Girl Gone. Wild? It's pretty wild. Like on a scale of one to five wilds? Four? 3.5. <gasps> I'm Because of the ending. Oh, boy. I know. So we're off to Great Falls, Montana. I've always wanted to go to Montana. Me too. Ever since Jersey, or not Jersey, Florida Shore. Shore I was about to say because Florida Shore went there and it looked great. It looked majestic. But like also they had a sick house. Right. So we'd have to get And there's a lot of Republicans out there, so I'm not Mm. sure we really fit in. No, no one talked to me. (laughs) Anywho, we're off to meet nine-year-old Delana Clark, who was on a mission. A mission to what? She was obsessed with the Siamese cat at the pet shop. Oh, she and, wasn't trying to walk no. to Belgium? <laughs> it was a, not escaping the Nazis in this episode. With a pocket knife? Right. She would visit the cat daily, and Delana worked off worked odd jobs all summer at nine years old. Like, no. Absolutely not. If I'm hearing, no. What year was this? Early 90s, I think. Oh, okay. So I was just wondering if it was like the 40s, 50s, when oh, there were no, 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 no child no, no, no. labor laws. It's like when we were, she would be our age now. So when it was we like, we were young. It was in like the early 90s. Got it. Late 90s, maybe. To raise money. Um, so she worked at jobs to raise money to be able to adopt the cat. But by the end of summer, she proudly walked into that pet shop and, the cat and slammed gone. her money down to get the cat. And the heinous pet store worker was like, hmm, looks like you still owe us $13. <gasps> like, that reminded me of Christmas shoes when they were like, <laughs> remember that that's the Christmas song, Christmas Shoes? Yeah, I hate that. And he didn't have enough money? <gasps> to buy you these Christmas shoes. So I laid the money down. <laughs> I had to help him out. And I'll never forget the look on his face when he said, Mama's gonna look so great. That's all I can think about. Like, you're trash, pet store owner, worker. I'm, you're trash. I'm not paying $13 for someone to get a cat if I work there. Fuck that. They still- she probably makes like 12 No, in, in 1999, she probably, she probably made $8 an hour. No, no one else in the store could cough up 13 bucks. That's two hours of her day. Fuck that. Well, anywho- so the store tells Delana she has until 6 o'clock that day to get the money or she'll never see the cat again. Oh, are they going to put her down? But like, I don't, they don't, that's all you hear. So I don't know, like, was there another family interested? Were they going to kill the cat? Like, what's happening? Oh. And if they're going to kill the cat, just give her the fucking cat. Yeah, at that point. Thank I mean, you. But like. I'm kind of a heinous bitch, so I probably be like, "We're gonna kill it, little girl." <laughs> you are literally the worst. I hate cats. It's like can't so De- breathe in this shithole. So Delana races across town back home to bag her dad for the remaining thirteen dollars, and her dad says, "I told you before, the answer is no." 
So she takes off on her bike in a hissy fit. Hours later, the third grader still had not returned home and her parents are becoming hysterical. No one had seen her or no one has seen her since her father last saw her around three o'clock that day. She had vanished. Now, I'm trying to be like sensitive here to the family, but like also at the same time, I was thinking maybe if you'd given her that $13, I immediately this thought wouldn't you, have happened. You let a nine-year-old just ride her bike away into the wild? Like, Well, I mean, at the time, like if a kid takes off with their bike, I don't know. My parents let me roam the neighborhood doing whatever yeah i guess you're right you know what i mean the neighborhood but clearly if she wanted that like if i was like fine dad and just like stormed off my dad would be like okay bye Bye. see you at dinner you know what i mean so the last anyone had seen of jelana was her dad boise around okay it was around 6 p.m sorry not 3 p.m around 6 p.m all right four hours later her mother bonnie is calling all of jelana's friends and anyone who may have seen her they also call her older sister who lives across town but she hadn't seen her either They call the police and report this as a runaway because of the nature in which she took off. The police took the report and checked the house to see if there was anything suspicious, but there wasn't. So it did seem like a runaway to the police. So the police start searching all night looking for Delana. It was a small town, so they figured they'd be able to find her right away. But by sunrise, they still had no sightings of her. Really? News was spreading fast throughout the neighborhood, and neighbors started coming together to help search for Delana, creating search parties and splitting up, trying to cover the entire town. Angela Leach is one of the people participating in the search party, and she's one of Delana's best friends. On the show, she was being interviewed, and she said she didn't know anyone in the neighborhood who didn't like Delana. Okay, so now I was thinking as I was writing that, like, imagine if I went missing, I could literally see you on TV being like, Mm, at this point, we have a long list of people who <laughs> would be upset and want to take Samantha. It's, There's a short list of people who she did like. <laughs> the, it's like that Instagram video I sent you about the girl who was talking about her friend yeah. who went on went missing on the dating app date. Right. Like that's exactly what you would say about me. Well, I told him to be more careful. <laughs> I'm not quite surprised he's missing. He probably shouldn't go off with randoms all the time. Thank you. Like I told one of my best friends recently that I have to have a mole removed and it might be melanoma. And her response was, well, I've told you to wear sunscreen. I don't know what you want from me. (laughs) Wasn't you. I know, but but it's really funny. (laughs) Anyways, back to Delana. The tips are pouring in from all over the state about sightings of her, but nothing seems to be panning out. And the search gets further complicated by the Montana State Fair. Because that's currently in town, and it's running for about two weeks, and it has over 200,000 people in and out of the fair in those two weeks. So they're thinking, like, did Delana ride her bike there after she was mad at her dad? To, like, try or cheer herself up? Did someone take her at the fair? Because it'd be super easy to steal a child in those crowds. Definitely. So the police went through the fair and just inundated it, interviewing people, putting up posters of Nalana everywhere, and interviewing all of the carnies. Now, I feel like the police were a little pigeonholed on the carnies for a minute because they were like, I mean, if there's any child molesters or kidnappers within this group, it's going to be the carnies. And I'm like, leave these oddball members of society alone. Like, you know what I mean? And like, 
Just because they're carnivore? Like, That's I what I it. mean. And that literally, like, on the show, they were like, it's a rat's nest of suspects, these carnies. And I'm like... Now... Okay. Approximately a four to six weeks ago, the restaurant I work at, the owner's father told me that he thought I would make a good carny. I think you would too. I'm not sure how I meant how <laughs> that was meant to be a compliment or not, but I decided that I it meant I was animated, a good time, and funny. So I was like, "Thanks, Doctor G." <laughs> However, there was nothing to tie the carnies to Delana from the fair, so they kind of moved on. Three days later, the fair packed up. So if she was taken within that time frame during the fair, all the clues are now gone. Mm. They still have no leads and no one can understand why Delana would run away and stay away this long, especially at nine years old. So the detectives go to the very beginning of the investigation to interview her dad again since he was the last one to have seen her. He reports Delana took off towards Bill Morrissey's house. Bill Morrissey lives about two blocks away and is a close family friend. If she wanted this camp money, the next person she would have gone to was to ask to ask for the money would be Bill. Oh, He was kind of like a straight-laced guy who did 20 years in the Air Force. He never married, but he was like a super close family friend. And like Delana and her brother pretty much like grew up with him as like a second uncle. They would I, spend the night there, hang out there. I thought you were going to say 20 years in the state pen. <laughs> I was like, okay. oh, he's a straight laced guy. <laughs> um, no, 20 years in the Air Force. So the police went to Bill's house to question him. He said that Delana did come by looking for the $13 to buy the cat, but he wasn't sure if she was allowed to have a pet, so he gently turned her down. He said she then took off again on her bike, and he never saw her after that. They looked around his house with his permission, and nothing suspicious turned up. There was no indication that he had been involved at all in this until he refers to Delana in the past tense. <gasps> he felt that Delana had been kidnapped and killed. And he what? said he told the police he had a really bad feeling about this. But all the police knew at this point was that she was like a missing person. Right. There was no indication that there was any foul play. But Bill claims that there had been foul play from the very beginning. Really? By Delana's own father, <gasps> Boise Clark. Really? Which the police do admit that this theory that Bill Morrissey is bringing up, they had already started to develop themselves. If someone was going to kidnap the girl off the street, the police felt they wouldn't also... Like, okay, this is the main thing they kept saying. If someone were to have kidnapped her off the street, they wouldn't have also taken her bike. But the fact that her bike is also missing, they think that it seems to indicate that then it was someone who knew her or like a family member or a close friend. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I fully me, agree with that. I would think it would it would signify that she was abducted and then someone stole her bike. Like a kid came by and saw, hey, there's a bike. I'm going to take it. I never even would have thought of that. Yeah, I wouldn't think you that. You are a detective. Listen, more than a hat rack, my friend. <laughs> more than a hat rack. But I just thought it was weird. Like, that was a big stretch for me to be like, oh, her bike's missing. So it had to have been a family member. Agreed. Or you know? I feel like it's a g- one giant leap. Right. And they also knew there was a lot of arguments and fighting that day because of the cat. And then Jelana just disappears. It seemed a little mm. suspicious to them. I mean, I don't think it's a reason to kill your daughter because she wants a cat, but... Well, the neighbors also start to claim that Talana's father, Boise, was not exactly father of the year. Mm. 
Upon further investigation, the police realized that Delana was living in a very rough environment. Oh. Her father was constantly drinking, and their home wasn't always the best or safest place for her to be. Her friends recall never being allowed to go into her house because she was too embarrassed to have people over. And it would explain why Delana would spend so much time at Bill Morrissey's house as well. Um. But as they delve further into the vet investigation of her home life, they discover it was even worse than anyone would have thought. Really? Tell me more. One of Delana's teachers went, had went down to the police station and reported that she felt that Delana was being molested at home. Ugh. But like also, I'm a little pissed off at this point too because the teacher says that Delana would show up at school all disheveled and not awake and showing signs of a child being abused. But it wasn't until after she disappeared that most people came forward to report this, including the teacher. It's like, why didn't they report it while she was still here? Seriously. You know yeah, what I mean? That is strange. It is. Like, like if you were that worried about right. it. Right. Why didn't you say anything to stop it in the moment? Right. So they pull in Boise Clark again for another full interview, and he immediately gets defensive. He starts screaming, I don't know why you brought me down here when my daughter is still missing. But they go at him right away with the allegations of abuse, and he fucking loses his mind. Really? At first. Huh. But then he confesses rather creepily. I mean, I may have seen her in the shower once or twice, and he also admitted that he would watch her through her outside window while she would get dressed. Sir. But he was kind of like, so what? It's no big deal. That's my daughter. Sir. That is not what you admit to when she goes missing. <laughs> Sir. Or like, don't do it. Don't Not just don't admit to it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you fucking creep. But I mean, if you're... Fair. <laughs> so this just bolstered their belief that Delana's father was involved in her disappearance. Did she come home upset after not getting the cat and threatened to tell about the abuse? So then Boise had to silence her permanently. I mean, I think he would have just given her the $13 at that point. Right? But, but some right. people. But he says Delana was just fine the last time that he saw her. And there was no way that Delana could have confronted him that night because he wasn't there. He wasn't home. That night, him and his wife went down to the bar like they do every Tuesday night. And they didn't even realize Delana was missing when they returned home at 10 p.m. So father again, and that's mother, what I of mean, year, father and mother of the year. So then they give him a lie detector test. Fucking eye roll. Wah, wah, wah. Whatever. But this time, they still were considered useful. In the end, the examiner concludes that Boise didn't lie in anything and he was not involved. So then they go to Bonnie and tell her what they had, find, what they had found out from Boise and about the molestation. And she's horrified, but she passes the lie detector test, proving she wasn't involved and she had no idea about the molestation. Okay. So they had no proof that either one of Delaney's parents were involved in her disappearance. So now it's like a week and there's no further leads to get them anywhere. And then another month goes by and a call comes into the station. There was a bike found that looked exactly like Dulana's bike that she had been on when she disappeared. The bike was hidden in a dumpster in an industrial area not far from the Clark's house. So they take it in for testing. Her parents are brought in to identify the bike, but when they see it, 
It's the same type of bike, but it is not the same bike. Okay. This bike had tassels and other features that Delana's didn't. So the case stalls. Winter rolls in and Delana is still missing. Then in the month or in March of 1989, seven months after her disappearance, the police get a call from a park ranger from Butte, Montana, a two hour drive to the south. The ranger has a middle-aged man in custody for trying to sell a stolen truck. A quick run of the plates links the truck to a burglary in Delana's hometown of Great Falls. And when a man, when the man's prints are put into the system, it comes back with a heat, with a hit of a man who is well known to law enforcement. Who? Robert Lee Jones. He has been the focus of a nationwide manhunt. He was considered one of the most dangerous wanted people. Three months before, he had fled Florida on multiple accounts of child molestation, and he's the first pedophile to ever be featured on FBI's 10 most wanted list. Really? His stunning capture is a shot of adrenaline to the Delana Clark case. But while Jones is being interrogated, the police root through his camper to try to find a link to Delana. In the trail, in the trailer, they find a vile collection of homemade, homemade pornographic videos, along with articles on child pornography and scattered snapshots of his own family. But nothing from Delana Clark. No video footage, no Polaroids, and no items of clothing. Nothing. Hmm. So while they had caught Robert Lee Jones, and like, thank God they did. Seriously. There was nothing connecting him to Delana Clark's disappearance. And he remains on the list of suspects, but he's still kind of like out of reach. So where the fuck is Delana? In August, a year after her disappearance, guess what's back in town? The fair? The state fair returns to Great Falls. So everyone, like her family and friends, start going to the fair, but they start to notice that people are wearing buttons everywhere. Even the police officers are wearing buttons. Everyone at the fair is wearing huge buttons with Delana's picture on it, and it says, it's been a year since I've seen this face, missing child. And the buttons trigger more tip calls to come in, but nothing that really panned out. At this point, people, like, you hope she had ran away, but it's been almost 13 months. But then, as the search enters its 14th month, a bow hunter is hiking through the mountains 65 miles outside of Great Falls and spots something unusual under a pile of dry leaves. What? It was a human skull. Oh. Small, consistent with a child. The CSI team also spots evidence of one of Delana's most distinctive features, her teeth. All of the teeth were still in the skull, and the dental records confirm it. It was Delana's body. They excavate the clearing, and they find more bones of Delana's. The other bones were likely carted off by wild animals. There's no signs of clothing, shoes, nothing. So it's difficult to find out what exactly happened to the young girl. Until... They spot something. What? A bullet wound straight through her skull. Oh, shit. But, like, again, why? Like, what happened? What is, yeah, like, what is the And it was, motivation? like, at close range. Like, execution style, straight through one hole in, one hole out. Jesus. 
So now the search is turning from a missing persons to a hunt for the cold-blooded killer. And they start the investigation almost all over again. The detectives start by looking at the remote area in which the body was found. Who had access to this area, whose jobs would have taken them by there, who maybe had a cabin in that area. They also knew the size of the hole in the skull was consistent with a twenty-two caliber gun. So they were looking for any type of twenty-two that they could find. Montana at the time didn't require gun permits. Of course not. I mean, so there was no registry of, like they couldn't go through anything to try to find the owner. But the publicity surrounding the findings of her body was generating more phone tips. Most led to dead ends, with the exception of one. What? From a prison informant. We love a good snitch. But like also... Just a prison snitch. Like in most cases that we've been covering... Most prison informants are the fucking worst. I know. Like, none wrong. of them tell the truth. They're so, like, not why wrong. do we keep listening to these prison informants? I know. <laughs> which ones can we trust and which ones can't we? None. Oh, my God. Also, would you be a prison informant? Like, if I was already in prison? Correct. If you're already in prison. I think it would depend. I know. What if someone finds out? Am I going to get out? Then- Right. Am like, I gonna I, get, yeah. Oh, am I gonna, like, if I'm just getting a reduced sentence or move to another prison, no, I'm not snitching because it's going to get around. Somebody's yeah. going to tell on me. Right. And I'm going to be dead. But what if they reduce it from like 50 years to five? I don't think I'd survive the five. I know. You You're know too that, pretty for prison. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Snitches get stitches or die. You would 100% die. Dead. So. Also, you though, see okay. this booty, do you, I would be in trouble. Also, though, do you, or on another note, would you want to be one of the people taking tip calls? I want to be a tipster answerer. Because I feel like you get all the dirt about the neighborhood. Like, wow. Like, you know, people are just <laughs> calling, well, Marge came home at 3 a.m. the other night, <laughs> stumbling in, looked like she had blood on her hands, and it's like it was just Taco Bell hot sauce. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be the tip person taking Looked the tip. Look like her blouse was ripped. I wonder Marge. what she was doing last night, Marge. <laughs> I want to take all the tips. Like, I feel like you would hear, learn. So, anywhoosie, the police informant tells them that their fellow, that his fellow inmate, Kenner Dominguez, admitted to killing Delana Clark. So, when the detective pulls Dominguez, Dominguez's record, they learned that he was arrested for an attempted murder charge that happened just after Delana's disappearance. Oh. He was involved in a shooting in the area that Delana's body was found, which was like a remote area, and the type of gun that he used was a twenty-two. It's adding up, bitches. However, well, I don't know what this attempted murder was. What? He had caught his daughter in bed with a trusted friend. Oh. And he shot at the guy. But he grazed his intended target but didn't kill him. So he was convicted of attempted murder and sent to Montana State Prison. How old were That's what, like, they didn't include any of this. Yeah. How young was his daughter? How, How old, old was, was the guy? guy? Like, yeah. when he confided... With the conf- informant that he had killed Delana Clark. The police fully interviewed the informant who claims that Dominguez admitted to shooting Delana in the head. But again, like, where was the motive? Like, why would he right, just like, shoot her? Right, like, what is this, her? Connections, this guy's connection to the girl? Right. 
But he thought this was, a, they thought this was a pretty good tip because he was in the area at the time of Jelana's disappearance. He had the same type of gun. The only thing missing was a motive. But this I mean, motive, that's a big deal. <laughs> I know, right? But the motive comes soon from an unexpected source. Really? His own daughter. <gasps> She was interviewed by the police and she said, my father is a terrible man. Apparently he has a fetish for little girls and he had sexually abused his own daughter for years Um, since she was eight years old. He was a textbook pedophile. But Kenner refuses and denies any connection to Delano Clark. There was no physical evidence against him. So they go back to the jailhouse informant. But he didn't or couldn't give them anything that you wouldn't have found in the newspaper. Okay. Which isn't great. But they do think that he does seem credible. He runs a profitable, until they find out, he runs a profitable side business giving legal advice to men in prison. One of his most highest paying customers is Kenner Dominguez. Mm. So like, but why would turning him in, like, wouldn't you want him to stay... Well, I guess if he stayed longer in jail, then he'd get more money. Well, but I mean, if he's got no chance at an appeal, what is he going to help him with? Right. But anyways, so Kenner at this point owes the informant over $20,000 in legal services. Also, it sounds like this jailhouse informant is fucking making a pretty penny (laughs) whilst in jail. Making bank. But the problem is Dominguez couldn't pay up. So the jailhouse well, duh, lawyer. Jail. Right. But the jailhouse lawyer wasn't about to let Dominguez walk away. So when he saw the news of Jelana in the paper, he figured uh, so he'd make some he trouble snitched. for one of his deadbeat clients. He admits he made up Dominguez's entire confession. So Dominguez is cleared as a suspect. I mean, he's still a fucking pedophile and disgusting. But. but he this did other not guy is this alliance snitch. So we're back to dead ends. Everything is at a halt again. Her Delana's remains are released to her family for burial, and there's and for almost a decade, there's no new developments on the case. Hmm. But then in 2002, on the 14th anniversary of Delana's disappearance, Detective John Cameron initiates a review of all cold cases in the department, and Jelana's case is at the top. So he rereads through the initial or the entire initial report. And Delana's father is still front and center on the list of suspects. So they carefully review witness statements, but they realize that he has a flawless alibi. He's pretty much accounted for for every minute after Delana's disappearance. But the police still think that he can be helpful to the investigation. So they go and question him one more time. What's kind of wild is like they had plans to question him. But as they were like on the way to go to do it, he was just like at the bus stop at the corner of like the courthouse. Really? Like waiting for the bus. So they said like Detective Cameron just like walks up to him and was like, hey, who killed your daughter? Like just lay it to me straight. And he says like, I know. You know, I've had a lot of time to think about this, and I know exactly who killed her. Bill Morrissey. Really? Which, like, I had a weird feeling about this Bill Morrissey character from the beginning. Because it's like, okay, sir, you're like a 40-year-old man at the time, and you're like having sleepovers with, like, your neighbor's kids. Like, it just seemed weird to me. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. 
But he was super well liked in the neighborhood. He was a helpful guy throughout the neighborhood. And he was super helpful to the police at the time of Delana's disappearance. But what is weird is that all of a sudden, after 20 years of living in Great Falls, Morrissey just up and moved two months after Jelana's disappearance. Hmm. And he was supposed to be best friends with the Clarks, but he never contacted them again afterwards. He just like disappeared. Yeah, that's strange. Right? So the detectives go back through the list of items that were in Morrissey's house when they had first searched it 14 years ago. And he, Detective Cameron noticed something odd. What? When they, fir- when they searched the house, they found zero guns in it. They just thought that this seemed unusual for someone who was a retired Air Force, like retired military, did not have any guns. And lived in Montana. Right. I mean, I don't think it's that weird, but well, I it think, does seem a little weird. I think in states like that, it would seem weird. Right. Like maybe yeah, that's not true. New, like a in New York, New York California. Right. right. So they find him in Trinity, Colorado, which is in like literally the middle of nowhere. They said it's on a 40 acre ranch that was difficult to even get to. Oh. Um, and but before they even went, Detective Cameron was determined to find out everything he could about Morrissey before confronting him. So he starts with interviewing Morrissey's best friend, Mel O'Brien. Mel didn't really say much about him other than that Morrissey was a like clean, straight shooter he would have never have killed Delana he just kept saying that he was a really good guy but he did say that he knew for a fact that he that Morrissey owned a 22 caliber gun hmm. which the police never knew Found, because they didn't find it right he even remembers Morrissey saying or Morrissey having the 22 rifle in 1988 which means he lied to the police when he said he had no weapons sir so they go to Colorado with a search warrant in hand and find Bill Morrissey there. They interview Morrissey while they tear his house apart. Morrissey is saying he had nothing to do with it. They didn't find a gun in the house. And now Detective Cameron's kind of like, fuck, like, did I make a mistake? Like, do we just spend all this time and he's going to go as a free man? But then a lengthy interview with Morrissey yielded some promising results. Really? They got him to admit that he had a 22 caliber gun and that he was going to lead them to the gun. So he leads them to a bush in the middle of nowhere to the barrel of like he had pretty much put the barrel of the gun. It was driven into the dirt, like pounded into the side of the mar- mountain. So you never would have been able to find it. Okay. And it was just the barrel of the gun and that's it. Like the rest of it wasn't there. What? Why? Because he had been tipped off by his best friend, Mel O'Brien, that the police were coming. And he was like, they know about your gun. You need to get rid of it. Yeah, but how did they find it? He led them to it. No, I understand that. Like, if he didn't lead them there, they never would have found it. Correct. Dumb criminals. I know. And that's what he said. Like, why did he have a change of heart and take them to the gun? Was it because the damn, like, did he think, like, fine, I'll show him the barrel of the gun, but there's no way that it's going to connect me to the murder. Delana? Yeah. Because he denied everything to do with Delana, and he said he didn't kill her, and I don't know who killed her. He denies it over and over and over again. But then. What? The police go, I think the reason you destroyed this twenty two caliber gun is because you know it was used to kill Delana. And he he says. Listen, possibly, but I didn't pull the trigger. 
And then he realizes he made a slip up. So he admitted to owning the weapon that killed Delana Clark. So then afterwards, because he realized what he said, he starts to like talk fast and try to like backtrack and explain what happens. And he said he didn't pull the trigger, but he wished, but he knows who did it. It was her father, Boise. (sighs) He claimed Boise wanted to borrow the rifle. He said that Boise told him he just wanted to use it to like shoot a rabbit or something. Okay. So I, so he's like, so I gave him the rifle to borrow. But the police are a little skeptical of his story. Yeah, it sounds like bullshit. Right. And then he claims that Boise had confessed to killing Delana to him. But like, again, this is the first we're hearing of it. You didn't like you tell didn't the police. Over or the like, past 20 years, it might have been a good idea to right, call someone. Right. But you thought to destroy the gun and keep it. Well, he said sir. that he was never going to tell on his best friend. But now that he's in this predicament, he has to tell the truth. If you killed your kid, I would not cover for you. If you killed your wow. dog, I would definitely wow. not cover for you. Wow, 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 wow. I can't trust no one in these streets. I love Abe. What if I killed Cameron? I plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) What? He had it coming. (laughs) He had it coming. He only had himself to blame. So <laughs> Morrissey claims that Boise did it and dumped the body into the Belt Mountains, but the whereabouts he had no idea about. However, he doesn't realize that the police know that Boise already had been cleared thanks to his ironclad alibi. Like there was just no way he would have had time to kill her. Okay. So now he's talking about what Boise did with Delana to her body and how he shot her. But the police feel like what he's saying is like what he really did to her. Uh, and so, like, you know what I mean? He's saying, he's saying well, Boise that. did this when Got really it. he did it. And he even gives the reason as to why Boise did it, which they think is the reason as to why Bill did it. Mm. Still placing the blame on Boise. So Bill claims that Boise was having sex with Delana and she threatened to tell Bonnie and Bonnie would have killed him. Oh, so this whole time there had been suspicious suspicions like from the teachers and everyone else that Delana had been molested by her father. But it really was the neighbor. It was really the neighbor. So although her father was a horrible drunk, he wasn't molesting her. It was Bill Morrissey the entire time. And so she threatened to tell her parents, which is why he thought he had to kill Delana. Oh, over the third. She threatened him for the $13. Well, they think that Delana had gone to his house to ask for the money for the cat. He saw this as another chance to sexually molest her. But somehow something happened, like whether she threatened or whatever. And he ended up hitting her so hard that her nose was broken. He knew that this would cause questioning and that she could admit what was happening between them. So he couldn't let her leave. It's believed that he first suffocated her until she died, and then he hid her and her bike in the trunk of his truck. Later that night, he joined in the search for Delana, knowing she was in the trunk of his car. I feel like that happens a lot, right? That's and it was between is part yeah. Of the search. It was between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. when Bill took her to the mountains and dumped her body to make certain she was dead. He fired a single bullet to the head. Ugh. Okay, this is the part 
that makes this a 3.5 out of 5 wilds because this is fucking wild. Okay. During his interview, he says something so creepy and disturbing. What? He was like, I could not have killed Delana. I had plans for us. She was going to grow up and move in with me. I was madly in love with her. Sir? She was nine years old. Sir? So he was planning on raising her until she was 18 and then having her marry him. Sir? Wait, wait. It gets worse. There's more? It gets worse. He was so obsessed with her, he paid her one last tribute. (gasps) What? He went back to the pet store that day bought the cat. and bought the fucking cat. What a psychopath. It's still alive. The cat still, well, at the time of his arrest, the cat was still alive. And he was like, well, what are you going to do with my cat? <gasps> what a psycho. What a psychopath. Wow. So at the trial, the jury took four hours to deliberate. And what do you think they decided? Guilty. Guilty. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Good. Do you think they gave the cat to her family? I don't think they'd want the cat. I know. What happened to the cat? You know, that whole time I was thinking, I was like, this really isn't that wild. The The, cat? That's what I'm saying. That? (laughs) The cat? You fucking creep. You fucking creep. So, like, her body was in the trunk of his car when he went to go get the cat. Oh, I didn't even think you of that either. You know what I mean? Like, what a psycho. He only had until 6 p.m. that day to get the cat. Pet people said. So he went and got the cat. Ew. Psycho. Psycho. Psycho scum. So that's like what made it good, right? The yeah. ending. Yeah. I mean, not good, but. I get what you meant. Yeah. So what a wild mm-hmm. ride. Guys, would you give your kids $13 for a cat? 100%. No, you wouldn't because they give them away. I mean, yeah. But 13 bucks, like, I know it's not, back in the day it was a lot of money, but it's like, stop, stop. Maybe $13 for a cute puppy like Abe. Okay, I paid a much more than $13 for his ass, <laughs> and I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let us know what you think. Slide into the DMs. Slide into the DMs. Follow us on It Just Makes Sense podcast discussion group on Facebook. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at It Just Makes Sense podcast. You can follow me at Sam Smith Says. Follow me at Jeff Seif on Twitter, 1F and Jeff. And honestly, can you please, everyone, just leave us a review? Please. Just leave us a review. Next it can be week, a one-star review. I just need a review. Next week is our 104th episode. Two years. Two Years. This is a wild ride. We're still hanging in. I've wanted to quit 800 times. Jeff will let me. At least 10. <laughs> <laughs> so write us a review. I'm going to put it all over our social medias. Everyone write us a review. I just need a review. All right. Just the baby one. Just a little baby one. All right. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.